What's up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today we have a special episode. It is our Samhain episode, even though it's a couple of weeks early, but we want to do something fun. This episode is titled, Are Witches Afraid of the Dark? Because we get way too serious and inside of our heads. And we know that there's stuff that spook us out, things that maybe when we started our practice, we wouldn't go near, or even now we're just like, oh, I'm not messing with that or whatever. So we decided we wanted to bring some people back that we've interviewed in the past that we know are going to add a lot to this. So the first person is, and we'll let people introduce themselves, Amy Wilson. You want to tell us a little bit about you? Hi, everybody. Uh, I am Amy Wilson of Otherworldly Waxes and Moon Serpent and Bone. Uh, I've been a practitioner of magical arts for over 30 years. And uh, (laughs) uh, I am basically a practicing witch. I practice all sorts of different mediums of the craft. I am also a intuitive tarot reader. I practice psychometry. I do tea leave readings. And I've also taught at the Omega Institute. And we also have with us Melissa from Light Club Curiosity Shop in Sugarloaf, New York. Melissa, hello, and tell us about it. Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, Well, I am also a magical practitioner. I've also been practicing for about 30 years. I actually came to this path through healing. So that's why a lot of times I use the moniker, the chakra witch, because I'm trying to show the balance between um, a lot of my healing practice, as well as my witchcraft coming together in a nice blend. Um, Yes, I have Light Club Curiosity Shop. I also have on Thursdays, I have a radio show on WTBQ called uh, The Curiosity Shop where I do online readings um, because I do readings, I do healings, I do a lot of different things, but that's just a way of kind of reaching out to the public and being able to connect with them and teach them a little bit more about magic that may not necessarily know about it. Awesome. So I Gemini, I know perfect you to, yeah. for us to dive right in. All right. <laughs> Are you afraid of the dark? And specifically our first question, really I wanna know is, what is the thing that scared you the most? in uh, witchcraft or in magical arts. Um, for me, I was very afraid of the Fae for a very long time. I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, and now I'm kind of working with them, but it was very much a thing where I was like, they're gonna, they're gonna steal my children. They're gonna steal my money. I'm gonna make a deal with the Fae and I'm gonna disappear for a hundred years. Uh, so I posit that to you guys. What were you the most afraid of getting involved in magic? Oh, who's going first on that one? <laughs> well, all right, can I just can I just interject? Yes. <laughs> I don't you go right you. ahead. <laughs> Gemini, I do not blame you for being afraid of the Fae. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I personally do not work with them because they steal shit. They <laughs> Am do. I allowed to say that? They yes. Steal. Yes. And I, and I keep them out of the house. I mean, that's just me. I'm a grumpy old goat, so <laughs> I, I can't I can't tolerate the shenanigans. Well, I think Gemini's, you know, we always kind of struggle a little bit more with the Fae because that's around our time of year. Correct? Oh, that's very true. So, you know, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but isn't your uh, Celtic birth, uh, Hawthorne, Gemini, that you're, yes. or are you earlier in the... Uh, no, I th- I'm later. So I think it's... I mean, I think later, it's yeah, it's probably the same thing. So um, that's just something that we're, we're always kind of a little plagued by, I think. I, I'm not necessarily intimidated by the fae as much because I just, um, I, I just try to stay away from everything. 
<laughs> a lot of time, you know, it's like, you ain't coming in until I call you in, please, you know. It's just, I would rather send you an invitation. Um, I'm, I'm really, you know what always um, scared me, though, is people who mess with things without knowing that much about them. I'm almost a little bit more intimidated by people who kind of bring that stuff in because, um, you know, they don't have that control. So you're taking mm -hmm. something in from the spirit world, but you're also combining it with something from the natural world. And that can get pretty freaky deaky pretty fast. So. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you on that one, Melissa. Like untrained practitioners or, or practitioners who do not do their homework, um, it, that can be a little terrifying and funny. I, I get a kick out of it sometimes. <laughs> Sorry about that. My internet connection's a little unstable, which I'm also very afraid of. So, <laughs> <laughs> like getting in the middle of a podcast and it conking out. Well, that's terrifying, isn't it? You got to check for moldavite. You got to make sure there's no moldavite around. <laughs> no, there's not. That's one thing. I don't know about you guys, but I cannot wear that for more than an hour without getting a blistering headache. Oh, wow. It's just something. And um, I had, I got some pieces into the shop. I was working with a Moldavite dealer and I was, and he asked me, he actually asked me point blank, you know, do you get a headache with them? And I said, actually, yes, I do. And, and then he kind of shared with me something because he made a lot of materials out of Moldavite. He would make, you know, use Moldavite dusting candles, sprays, things like that. And he said one time he was working on a bunch of stuff and just, and he had the dust around and a couple other things. And he says, he doesn't know why he did this, but just by accident, yeah, he, he had like um, licked his finger and then dipped it in the dust and ingested it for some reason. He's like, he wasn't even thinking, he was just so tired. And he says he never got another headache after that. And then he goes, but oh, I wouldn't wow. recommend that. <laughs> so, you know, in the same <laughs> breath. And then he stopped and he goes, I just realized that where I'm talking to you and it's about 11 o'clock at night and I'm probably not on my game right now. <laughs> so, yeah. So I just, uh, that's when I started kind of slowing down my Moldavite purchases because I, I thought you were going to say that's when you started eating Moldavite. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you that's, sprinkle that's, that on your cereal, like, you know, like sugar on your cereal. <laughs> that goes back to the whole fear of like people trying stuff and they don't yeah. know what they're yeah. doing. You know, and I just, mm -hmm. I, I won't touch that, you know, so there will be people who come in that haven't, say, for example, haven't worked with a lot of crystals and they want to moldivite right away. See, to me, I think that's a little um, excessive because, you know, that's a, that's a tech type. That's a, you know, that's a meteorite. So you've never worked with crystals mm -hmm. before. By gosh, darn it. I'm going to start with a meteorite. Yeah. No, <laughs> not, probably not the best idea. <laughs> so. What are you afraid of? My family made sure that I was afraid of every possible spiritual entity that could be out there. So, okay. So you have to realize that my family, so, you know, I, I'm Hispanic. So that means. Oh, you poor thing. Me too. Okay. So you know what I'm about to say? Do you have a sweater? Yep. It's raining. Do you have an umbrella? Did you eat? Yep. What did you eat? When did you eat? You know, so it's that. So mm -hmm. now imagine, right. Mm -hmm. Your parents now with the spiritual world, it's like, you're never alone. Um, you know, be careful. Who, who is that candle for? What did you just bring into the house? What is that for? You got to be careful because this happened to, you know, your cousin and then this happened to so-and-so. So you're kind of like treading through the spiritual world. Like, should I, do I, like, what do I do? And it took me a while to just go, okay, relax, just relax, right? Get them out of your head for like a second. And what is it you want to do? You know, but for the longest time, so that whole idea of in the dark, and also when I was younger, I really had no control over like if I would see something. 
then I'd be like, yes. mm-hmm. what is that? Oh my God, here it is. And like, I had an, in- so I had an invisible friend that I found out was actually a dead person. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm in Puerto Rico and uh, across from my family's we call it the, the, the compound, the family compound. It's not, it's just a bunch of us that live there. Across the street is a cemetery. So your kid, you don't want the grownups always, you know, up your butt. You cross the street, you play in the cemetery. Like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so my mother was used to me having imaginary friends. So in the morning, my, my aunt's making the oatmeal. And I said, this is where my friend so-and-so is going to sit. And my aunt sat down and she said, she can't be here anymore. She's not allowed in my house. And I started crying because my friend was gone. I said, why did you do that? I didn't find out later until later that my, that she spoke to my mother. And she says, you better really talk to her about her imaginary friends, because you know what? That girl was not imaginary. My aunt could see. And she goes, that girl passed away a couple of years ago. I could take you to her grave. She goes, she's talking to her over there. Like you can't just say she has an imaginary friend. My mother said, I I like, I, I don't know how many maybe dead children you played with because you had a bunch of imaginary friends all the time. Uh-huh. But after that, she would ask me questions like, what's their name? Where do they live? Like she would ask me all these questions to see like, and as I got older, obviously I stopped having imaginary friends, but yeah. So that's what I was afraid of. You know, that, you know, that, that made me remember something because I, I remember growing up, my room was always the coldest one in the house. Always. Mm-hmm. I, at least five to, you know, I mean, many degrees colder. And at one point, you know, my brother was about seven and a half years older than me. So he went away to college. So he moved me to his room thinking it would be warmer. No, then that one dropped. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and I remember like little things. I, I always felt like something was watching me in the room. And I just, I noticed this, but because it was something that I always felt when I was little, I guess I wasn't as scared of it until I, I just slipped and said something like, oh, you know, there's always stuff being moved around my room. And you know, I asked my mother, she's going, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. And I said, well, I put this here and now it's over here, you know, and it was happening all the time. And my mother got so terrified of it that then I started getting scared. Right. And then my brother came home. I remember he came home on leave or something. I think that at this point he was in the air force and, um, somehow he ended up like falling asleep in my room. I don't know. He took a nap in his room and halfway through, he woke up and he said, he swears he saw little green gremlins running around the room. That's what he said. Like, like in that little in between waking up, you know, Mm -hmm. sleeping. And he, he swears that there were little green gremlins in that room. And then when he sat up fully, they were gone. And he says, is that what you're seeing in the room? The little green gremlins? And my mother's standing there getting really terrified. So I (laughs) I lied. And I was like, no, I don't see anything. But after that, I just started like really looking. And I could always see like little shadows passing through the room. Okay. So I tried, I experimented that we had a finished basement. I slept in the basement, still saw them everywhere I went, still saw them. They were following me. So I finally, I just, I I said, I got to make peace with this somehow. So I started, you know, just kind of, talking to them in my head, but that really served me well later on because that's how I just kind of learned how to build up the abilities because I figured, you know, if I'm going to have to deal with this, I better try to figure out what it is. But the problem was, you know, when we were growing up, who do you talk to about this? Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, I had a, a similar issue. I remember the first time I astroplaned, 
Oh my God. I, 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 I was probably like 14. I didn't know what was happening. I just remember seeing myself at the end of my, like, how am I there? Like, right. I was in my room asleep and I saw myself at the end of the bed and I couldn't, like my body couldn't move, but I saw my spirit moving and it was just a really bizarre experience. And eventually somehow I snapped back in and I was screaming and my father came in. And I think, you know, I don't know if uh, some of the listeners know, like my history, my father is a psychic medium. And so he would read TVs and talk to spirits uh, while he was asleep in the middle of the night, thing, things like that. He had a couple books, but even back then, like in this, the 70s and 80s, like, where are you going to find this material and who are you going to talk to? It's not like you can Google it now or mm-hmm. order a book online or even know where to go or have any sort of you know, content that you can access on various social media. So for me, it was a terrifying experience. I just remember just being completely paralyzed, but yet seeing myself. And I don't know how I got back in, but, you know, into my body, but it was a very, very surreal experience. And I used to see, you know, spirits all the time. I mean, I still do. Like I've seen, you know, relatives that have passed. Uh, when my parents had moved when I was a teenager into this farmhouse, I saw everybody who lived there. And I remember like talking to my neighbor who I believe, I could be wrong, I could be misremembering, was like the granddaughter of the couple that lived there. And I told her, oh, I saw this little old lady in my room in a rocking chair knitting. Like, I don't know who that is. And she's like, oh, this sounds like my grandmother even saw their dog. So this is like, you know, I was young. I was a teenager. I had no idea what was going on. And, you know, I tried to talk to my father about it, but he only knew from his personal experience and he didn't know how to ground and center. He didn't know all these different techniques like, oh, you can carry this rock or you can wear this belt or you can do this thing or that it was just a free for all. So I had very difficult time, you know, dealing with all the information that was coming to me because like I would just sit there with a friend and they'd be like, oh, I'm doing, oh, I'm going to the dance with so-and-so. I'm like, no, you're not. And then like it came out of my mouth. Mind you, I didn't have many friends at this point. So any friends I did make, I kind of destroyed it. Like the, you know, my intuition would just pour out of my mouth. So it was very difficult for me. And that was the thing that was scary. And it made me want to isolate more opposed to being surrounded by others. So I wanted to ask like fun, funny questions, but mm-hmm. every single one of you has like a horrible, scary experience. <laughs> and I'm stressed Don't do witchcraft. It. <laughs> but that actually leads to a really good question because you are sharing like when you're little, these experiences are, are really frightening. And so for our listeners, is there any advice that you would give now to your younger self to help feel more comfortable and confident so that maybe a younger listener who's listening can take that and feel more protected? Well, I mean, my experience is very similar to Amy's. And I think that a lot of people will learn how to turn off their ability because mm-hmm. in, sometimes when it comes in the beginning, like you start predicting deaths 
And I remember that's how it started for me is like around 12, 13, mm-hmm. oh, grandma's going to die or something. And then she died. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, you know, but, um, and honestly, I feel like that's why I went into doing this for a living and having a shop. And, and I'm, I'm sure Amy, this is the same reason. So you have somewhere to go. You have someone to ask these questions to. That's why we reach out and do what we do because a lot of people don't have that or they may not have a parent who's open. And that can be, you know, so I would say it's really more about kind of building a community where you can have somebody to go to that can shed some light on what you're going through. Uh, I I do have have a a confession. (laughs) Uh, When, when I was starting to experience this stuff, uh, I had a very difficult time shutting it off. And um, I had moved to New York when I was 18 uh, and I tried to, and I think I, I told uh, Gemini and Scorpio this story before. I tried to turn it off and I tried to be normal. Yeah. That didn't work very well at all. And I tried to escape it as much as possible. And I tried to stuff it down. And then um, the magic came to me, so to speak. I was pulled into... Um, Yes, nowadays we call it met- metaphysical stores, but uh, into a cult shop. And I was forced, um, not forced, but I was asked to read. Um, and I was like, okay, whatever. And then at that point I was 18, wow. 19. And the woman had told me, she's like, you have a natural gift. And I was like, okay, I don't like do this anymore. And then everything started coming to me. I mean, even otherworldly waxes came to me. I was not asking for it. Um, it was hand. I think if people who don't know my history, uh, Dr. Catherine Riggs Ferguson opened otherworldly waxes in 1993, and we'll be celebrating 30 years next year. Oh, and so um, she passed the store down to me, and which I was not expecting. And then I also inherited uh, the magical child, some of their inventory that I have on display in the store for people who haven't come in. So for me, every time I try to pull out, the energy pulls me back in harder. So not to scare scare everyone, but once you open that door, um, there's definitely a a difficult time closing it. I think finding... um, Learning how to ground and center yourself and accept what you experience yes. opposed to obsessing over what you experience, which there's a big, there, there's a big um, difference there. I think a lot of clients that I work with, you know, they obsess where everything means something. Oh, the book dropped on the floor or I stubbed my toe or, you know, mm-hmm. the, the wind blew through the trees that means the spirit's talking to me it's not necessarily that and and I think it's very important to differentiate what is imagination intuition and inspiration I call them the three eyes they're all like on a little cul-de-sac I give a class on this too but I think you know before I digress I think it's really important to do your research and find out what techniques work the best for you as an individual, because everybody has their own technique that helps ground and centers them. It's important to listen to various different teachers, lectures. You know, if you are a big social media person, follow various social media people, take everything with a grain of salt, because there is a lot of 
you know, watered down, you know, diluted information out there. I think read as much as possible and really listen to your mind, your body and your spirit and how they react to different things and how like your intuition speaks to you. It's just like this, this, you just know, player know, like knowing like this knowledge just comes in and just seems natural. So it's very important to know, like, what's your imagination? Oh, the wind blew, you know, through the trees. That means so-and-so is in love with me. Opposed to like that, that guttural feeling, like, you know, like when you get in the car, oh, put on your seatbelt. It's just like, it's just a knowledge that you automatically know. Right. So I think that's the important thing to really determine what is quote unquote real and what it's not. Actually, you know, what really saved me as well is right around the time that this ability was starting to wake up, my mother signed me up for martial arts. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this was at a time it was not common and girls did not do it. So this is way back in the day because I am a dinosaur. So uh, <laughs> it's almost 38 years of training now. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, my mother signed me up and that uh, grounding, centering, shielding, learning mm -hmm. how to do all that. See, so you're taught how to meditate, how to focus, how to ground. Mm -hmm. So I started taking that ability and funneling it in a different way, not realizing I was doing it because, you know, at 11, 12 years old, you're not quite that smart. You don't realize what you're doing. Right. But see, instead of tamping down the ability, I took it into a, an arena where it was like, okay to use that because I would know if somebody was coming at me, you know, this guy's going to punch me in the face. So I'd be out of the way and you know, things like that. So um, it was a great way to learn how to channel these abilities and to kind of maintain a mm -hmm. certain level of um, mind discipline, self-control, things like that, because that's really important. You know, it's just like, if you can't mm -hmm. control your own energy, you know, forget about anything else. So that saved me. And I always felt like I had this really great basis because of that. And um, that's, it's kind of an unusual thing about my background. I like kind of bring all of that to the forefront and that's why one of the first things I will talk about, I like to teach a lot of things about psychic self-defense and it's all about that focus and grounding. And, and that's going to be crucial because if you cannot control your own energy, you really have no business working with anything else. Exactly. Exactly. Like any sort of like where mind, mind, body, breath work comes in exactly. will help you. Precisely. I would also tell my younger self, that my parents love me, but they don't, they're just looking out for me, but that some things aren't as scary. Like one of the people that I used to see all the time was my grandfather who lived in Puerto Rico. And my parents told them to stop doing that because they're like, you know, and so whenever, and I would hear them saying, don't do that. Like, we're going to take her, we're going to take her. So when I would see him, he would go, Shh. and I have a vivid memory of him doing that and me being freaked out. And I shouldn't have been because it was my grandfather. And like, what was the big deal? But since my parents made it such a big deal, you know, my little friends or whatever, I got it into my head very early that I didn't want to see anything. Mm -hmm. So what wound up happening to me as I got older was people would come in my dreams, but what's nice about <laughs> it, what's nice about it is that like my grandmother, and my great grandmother for me are like my people. I don't know how to explain it. Like they're who I talk to, um, the closest ancestors that I have when I do ancestor worship, they know, like I can feel when they're around, but they know I don't want to see them. But 
if I go to sleep and I say, I really would love to like talk to you guys. I'm not saying we're going to have a conversation the way we are, but they right. will show up in my dreams and I will have to figure out what it means. So it, to me, mm-hmm. it's really nice. I've seen my dad that way, but I think because they scared me so much, they just know, like, I don't know. Like if I even feel like I'm going to see something, like I'm closing my eyes, I'm going to sleep. I'm putting on earbuds. Like I don't want any of that. And I know that that's something that I have to work through because I was so traumatized by my parents just insisting that, yeah. you know, like they wanted to shield yeah. me. It wasn't that they wanted me not to see, it, but they were like, no, when you're older, well, it's too late. Now I'm just freaked out by it kind of thing. Yeah. Don't yeah. traumatize your child. Don't Take traumatize it. your child. <laughs> As a child, I would say, don't worry. Like, don't worry so much. Sometimes your parents just want to protect you, but you know, come on. It was, if I'm you know, yeah. Because if you start saying, oh, don't do that or something, then you're terrified. It's like, oh my God, I already did it. I already did something wrong. Right. Exactly. And then you're, you're or you just go to fight the side into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I lucked out because in my dream uh, that it was around that age, I think it was around like 12, 13. Okay. And that's when it really starts waking up and everything. And this is when I started predicting deaths. And I was uh, lucky that when one of them appeared to me, um, I remember he was um, dying of cancer. So we were kind of watching him slowly degenerate. And he used to be this, you know, this mm. is my uncle Tony, he used to be so sharp dressed and everything. And he was just like this really cool, you know, old Italian guy. And one night I went to sleep and he showed up to me where he just looked the best I've ever seen him. And he had a full mm. white suit and hat was cocked off the side and his whole attitude was back. And he goes, do me a favor, honey, tell everybody I'm just fine. I'm, I, I could not be better. Tell everybody I love them. I'm just fine. Right? Mm. And um, he hadn't passed yet. So when I woke up, I said, I think, I think Uncle Tony's going to pass. And I told my mother what I said, because my mother's a Puerto Rican one. So she would listen to me. My, my father's Italian. He would be. Ugh. So anyway, so I told my mother and, and she goes, OK, she goes, is anybody else in trouble? You know, that's my mother wanted to know. You know, that's why she would listen, right? And I says, no, no, just Uncle Tony. And right after I said that, the phone rings. Uncle Tony had passed, right? Oh, wow. But it was such a comforting vision. And it was okay. After he had passed, I went to my father and I told him what I saw. And my father was, was like, okay, that's, that's good. Okay. And then, so I didn't shut it off as much as a lot of other people, because that was more accepted. And honestly, that's the advice I would give to parents is just, you know, just listen, even if you don't understand, just listen, you know, just listen yeah. and offer any advice. Like, you know, cause I'll never forget my mother was everybody else. Okay. You know, that was pretty funny. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it was great. And every once in a while she'll be like, is everybody okay? She'll still like call me up and, you know, you know, <laughs> do you see anything coming up for the dogs? Are the dogs okay? Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> so I'm like the death detector of the family. <laughs> yeah. It's a really surreal feeling. Like when you start to feel it, like I, like I kind of like my, my personal experience, I start detecting it like on the earlier end. Like I remember I had a, a dear artist friend that I worked with and I remember working with him and I just felt so uneasy. And this is probably, I don't know, like five years ago. Mm. And then like six months later, he was like stage four cancer, like, and nobody knew. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, 
like these are the feelings I don't like but I do you know but I do also feel when people you know are pregnant as well so it's like because you know I always I feel and I'm sure a lot of people feel it's like you're so close to the other side it has a similar you know you're either coming in from the other side or you're going back out to the other side so like this the feelings are very very similar those sensations when you do tune into it so I guess I don't have to ask this question because all of you can speak to dead people but do you believe in ghosts (laughs) i've got two in my house oh my god my house everything (laughs) my house okay is 1835 so i've had a lot of paranormal investigations in this house all right before i moved in people were telling us about the ghosts in this house right Mm -hmm. and you know i i at this point, you know, I, I came from, I had an apartment, I had like this old cottage and I had like two um, revolutionary war soldiers who would just walk by the property all the time. And I was just like, oh yeah, that's the guy. So I, I just didn't care. Right. So I move into this house. And at one point I, we were told about the one spirit and, and supposedly it was this um, woman. She's like the maid, the caretaker of the house. Her name is Francis. Right. So I would talk to her you know, and every once in a while, the smell of roses would come up from nowhere and everything. You knew she was around. Okay. And other investigators would come in and other mediums, they'd get the exact same information. Right. And I start picking up on this male energy. So one day, I think we were there for maybe um, two weeks and we were still getting the bottom half of the house ready to open our shop because we live over the shop. Right. So there's this one room and my husband is downstairs painting. And at this time, All this stuff is still new to him. I'm upstairs and I'm getting ready to go to a tea leaf reading, um, some type of exchange, right? So I'm upstairs getting ready and I have a mirror to the right of me. And there's a, the front of the hall is in, you know, there's this one part of the hall that's in front of me. There's a yellow chair behind me is a blue chair. Okay. If I'm looking at the mirror through the corner of my eye, I'm seeing the chair in front of me, the yellow chair. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I just get this weird dizzy spell. And now I'm looking in the mirror again, and I'm seeing the chair behind me, even though nothing has changed. I have not changed my angle. All of a sudden, I'm seeing the chair behind me, and there's a man sitting in it. Normally, I would have freaked the hell out, but the guy was really good looking. So I was just like, (laughs) he looked like something right out of like um, Victorian GQ or something. And he's just like, you know, he's got his little little hat. Did you get his number? I don't, I was like, woo, look at him. Right. And and I was just, and and then I just realized I was like, there's a man there and he shouldn't be there. And it's just, as soon as that hit me, the dizzy comes back and now I'm seeing the chair in front of me again. Right. Mm -hmm. Now I don't normally see things. I normally feel them. And then I'll, I'll be like claircognizant where the thoughts drop in your head. Mm-hmm. And that's how I get the information. I rarely see that clear. Well, ever since then, I do see clearly. It's kind of like he busted my spiritual cherry or something, right? So I come downstairs. <laughs> I'm sorry if you have to cut that out. But I'm sorry. <laughs> but you leave it in. That's perfectly fine. Leave right, it so in. I come downstairs, right? <laughs> Just having that. And I was so excited that I had seen it that clearly. I tell my husband the whole thing. I leave part where the guy was hot, but I tell him the whole thing, right? <laughs> and then, and he, this poor man, he's painting downstairs, right? 
And I leave, right? And I go for this class. I don't go on for like about two and a half hours. I come back. And even though he's done painting, he's still downstairs. I said, what's going on? Why are you still down here? He goes, I'm not going upstairs with that guy up there. He says, I'm not doing that. Because I just realized it was probably a pretty terrible thing to tell him that there's a spirit upstairs and then leave the poor man alone in the house. You know, but I was so, so excited for yourself. I didn't, I didn't think about it. And I was like, hey, you know, you could have a guy talk or something. And I, I'm not thinking, you know, but um, he actually makes my husband actually makes our candles in the basement. And that is probably the most active part in the house, because we actually have a tunnel that used to connect to the Underground Railroad in our basement. Mm -hmm. So he's seeing stuff all the time. So he had to go to like the school of hard knocks and get educated really fast, the poor man. But um, that's, he handled it pretty well, other than the fact that he didn't want to go upstairs by himself that one night. But otherwise, you know, considering the stuff that he has encountered and seen in our house, he's pretty amazing. Your poor husband. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he, he's got to really love me because, you know, <laughs> I just left him. I, it was just terrible. I, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, honey, I saw a spirit. It was awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, to somebody who's not seeing this and doesn't know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's really freaky. He's thinking he's going to go up there and this guy's going to be standing up there going, Hey, I was here first. You know, you don't know. <laughs> just like, and, um, you know, I've had experiences with the, uh, the female spirit too, but, um, the male doesn't show up as much because there was always a smell that would accompany them. Right. And usually it was, mm -hmm. um, like a, kind of like a pipe smoke, like a tobacco smell. And one day mm -hmm. I'm taking a shower and I'm smelling it in the shower, which is really odd. Okay. So finally I was like, all right, man, you got to go. And I haven't caught that smell since. So yeah. I, I, I hate yeah. when they visit you when you're in the shower. Yeah. No, it's I, never I, fun. I've had I, that happen. Right. I like, yeah. Like spirits will come like after if I do a lot of mediumship readings Yes. and, and then like at the end of the day or the next day I'm in the shower and I'm like thinking somebody's in the bathroom, like maybe my son uh, came in for a tissue while I'm in the shower or whatever. And I'm like, no, there's somebody outside the curtain. Uh -huh. And then once I acknowledge them, the chatter begins. I'm like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, no it's like, so, you gotta go. You're so relaxed and you're so- Yeah, that's what that it point. is. You're yeah. safe and everything. And mm -hmm. that's when they come in like, hey, well, you can hear me, blah, 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 blah. You know, and uh, that's that's the last place I want to talk to somebody in the shower. Yeah, exactly. Bathrooms is off limit. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, like, you know, at home, I keep my home completely sealed off. Like no one is allowed to enter without permission. And I think like a lot of practitioners who do, or, or who maybe are starting or who are working with spirits, you can tell them what to do. Oh yeah. They have to listen. It's kind of like an unspoken rule. Yeah. So in, in my home, I typically do not give readings because that will also bring the spirits in. Mm -hmm. so I keep my home completely sealed I need to sleep at night yes like I can't have Tom Dick and Harry like running in here like trying yeah. to tell me to talk to their niece who was whatever and I gotta figure it out no yeah. I'm not doing that no. um at my shop the only spirits that are allowed um to come in are the ones that I work with mm -hmm. uh or if I'm giving a reading to someone they're the only spirits allowed to work in uh, to come in while I'm working. So where I work, for those who don't know, I'm in the old Beacon High School here in Beacon, New York. And the building I, that the part of the building that I'm in was built, I believe in 1926. 
So there's a lot of history there. And apparently there used to be a hospital on that property before the school was built. And there was a mansion, it was um, not a hospital. There was a mansion or a house that was there um, owned by a very wealthy family. And the house was utilized as a hospital during one of the wars. Um, so there's a lot of activity. Plus it used to be a high school. So there's a lot of teenage angst like yeah. embedded in the wall. Plus there in Beacon uh, over the years has improved. Um, but years and years ago, decades ago, it was a really rough and tumble school. Um, there's been paranormal investigations there. Um, there was an incident back, I believe in the seventies where another student killed another student and they were in the drama club, which is take place on the floor that I work on. And I remember initially, like after, you know, I moved into this space, I think about seven years ago, I would get a lot of spiritual traffic up and down the hall. And at the time I would see those boys like up and down the hall. And I, at one point I just stopped working there at night because there was the energy was so thick and so heavy and to either keep my door open or closed because I make a lot of incense and oils. So I try to aerate the space as I'm making these things. So I'd keep the door open. I would just see people passing up and down the hall when there was nobody on my floor in the building at the time. So that can be really, really freaky like especially spirits that you don't want to see or, you know, interact with. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes, you know, spirits will show you things that maybe you're not ready to see, or uh, if they had died in a tragic way, they'll show you how they died and what they looked like, uh, which is never fun. And like I said, you can tell spirits mm -hmm. or the spirits that you are working with, uh, how you can di direct how they speak to you. Like, you can tell me you died in a car accident. Just don't show me the details. Just show me the car. I already know you're dead. I think we can work from there. Yeah. I think that's, that's really important is we don't realize that we do have some power in the situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's an important thing to remember is that you can just ask because I remember when I first moved in and, you know, and I, I was told about all of this activity in the house and I did, the first thing I did is I did uh, a huge saging and cleansing in the house. I start from the basement, went all the way up to the attic, hit everything, took me an mm -hmm. hour, right? And while I was doing it, I wasn't, I, I was just basically saying, because I really felt like um, I had been communicating with the house before we bought it and everything. And I was basically asking the house, help us to purchase you, help this deal to go through. So when I started going, I said, um, I, we would love to, you know, coexist peacefully, you know, anybody who doesn't want to do that, I, you know, feel free to, you know, leave and anybody who's going to stay, these are the ground rules. And I'm doing this the whole time I'm saging, I'm basically mm -hmm. telling them, you know, these, this is the terms of the agreement we're going to come to. And um, it's, it's been fine because, you know, the one thing that I always notice is my husband, he would work at night. So I'd be home alone at night in the house all the time. And the funny thing is, is that I'm so used to activity now, you know, just from every place I've lived in that when they make the little noises, I actually find it comforting as long as, <laughs> as long as they're following yeah. the rules you set. So I'm just, 
So every once in a while, I'd just be sitting there and be like, it's too quiet in this house. And then I would hear knock, knock, knock. And, I'd be, and then I'll yell out, thank you. And then I'm done. You know? <laughs> so, so, you know, if you do, it's very important to know that. I think people just don't realize that. They think they're just at the mercy of the spirit world. And it's really, you're developing a relationship with it. And when you do that, you have to have communication. You know, you have to, what are the ground rules? How do you want to do this? You know, you do have the power to do that. And that's why, you know, your focus and your discipline is so important because you mm-hmm. will, you know, you'll put that out there. You'll stand up for it. You're going to make sure that you reinforce that with um, your spiritual practices. I blame Hollywood for the whole idea that people think they can't talk. Oh, it's to crazy. Them, right. It's, it's crazy. Like, yeah. It's like no, somebody like, in your house and so you have to like leave because they're going to kill you. That's a Hollywood. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, I, I've had people come in the shop and they'll be like, there's a spirit in my house. And I said, well, you know, what do you know about it? And they're like, I don't know. I just know there's something in there. And as you know, it could be like their grandmother trying to talk. It could be anything. I said, did you ask it? Mm-hmm. Anything? You know, did you do anything? You know, did you do blah, 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 blah? No. Right. So I finally told him, you know, I, I gave him a few suggestions and they came by and they were like, yeah, it's my uncle. You know, it's just, you know? yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, um, it's a shame that it's put out there a certain way and it's presented a certain way because, you know, it's, um, it's disrespectful, you know, the, the, yes. the, your relationship with spirit is a very powerful thing. And to, you know, have it dictated to you by Hollywood that, the, you know, it's supposed to scare you and it's supposed to this and it's supposed to that. That's just, um, I feel like it's very disrespectful to the world of spirit. And that's why a lot of times um, I, if I do paranormal investigations, I, I always try to get across the point, be respectful. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't something yes. to entertain you. This is not something mm-hmm. where you're just saying, you know, say my name or something like that. You don't do that. You know, this, you, you be respectful because it, you're, it's like you're a guest in somebody's home. Uh, I agree with you there, Melissa. I, you know, I, some paranormal investigations that I have been on, um, a lot of the investigators, even you see this uh, on TV shows too. They try to provoke fights yes. or, or to upset the spirit in some way to get some sort of reaction. Um, and then, you know, they blame it on demons or, yeah. or some sort of fantastical scenario. Mm-hmm. I, 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 out of my history in my life, any spirit that I have come across uh, has not been demonic in any way um poltergeist that sort of it it, it is so extremely rare it's so extremely rare and it's really important that people educate themselves this way as well they you really you really need to yeah because um, people are terrified, you know, they think that automatically they're going to get mm-hmm. possessed. Um, there's a demon mm-hmm. or something. It's just, no, it's probably, you know, grandma coming to visit you. You don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and it's just, you know, you could have this spirit that's reaching out to you, trying to offer guidance and mm-hmm. you don't know because, you know, you're afraid and, and I understand. And, and the fear is the lack of knowledge. Exactly. Um, I did see a sketch one time and I want to say it was key and peel, but I don't quite remember who did it but um it's this interracial couple so it's a white woman and a black man and they're looking at a house and the white woman keeps being like this house is so beautiful i love this house so much and her black husband keeps being like there's a secret door in the basement 
that we don't know where it goes and the walls are bleeding and um, <laughs> like very clearly like this woman is just bypassing all of the clear signs that maybe something's wrong with the house and I think that doesn't also- sound wrong with me <laughs> no it's <laughs> <laughs> like if you're gonna get an old house you're probably gonna get spirits with it like mm-hmm. you have to recognize that you can't just go into a place and expect it to be like perfectly empty like it's never been touched I mean, and, and even then, like you that. don't always, you know, you don't always get spirits in the house. There is residual energy yeah. from the people who yes. lived there previously. I mean, if there is some sort of intensity, that residual energy is always going to be there. Like, you know, I've gone um, to a friend's office once and he's a therapist and I sat down and he's got like all these chairs and couches about and we started talking about something and I, and I pointed the chair like over across the room and was like, was somebody sitting in that chair that was really upset? And he's, he's a couple's counselor. And he's like, oh, he, I mean, he didn't give me their details, but he said, oh, the, the man was sitting there and he was screaming and yelling my last session. And it's like, everything has a residual energy. And, which, and that's the thing that people don't really understand. You know, when you're in a home or a space, there's that energy. If you think about like, you know, going back, to like your old high school or going back to your old college or, you know, back to the old house that you used to live in as a kid, there's that residual energy that keeps pulling you back to that space. And then all those memories come up. So even like, you know, you could, you know, gone to high school with like a thousand million other kids, each kid still has that residual energy that they left behind. Yes. So it's not always spirit. That's right. And that comes through in uh, so many different ways. You know, you buy mm-hmm. an old piece of jewelry, you know, it's got something in mm-hmm. it. You know, that's, a, that's why. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, that's, that's one thing people, if you're buying antiques for your home, you got to remember, you know, what you're bringing sage it. home, sage everything, you know, <laughs> ring a bell over that sucker, you know, whatever you do. My house, mm-hmm. I, I like a lot of antiques. So I have like this whole um, ritual that, you know, that in order to get into the house, this, this, and this must be done. And, um, mm-hmm. plus, you know, you think about it this way is it's kind of like you're welcoming something into your home. You know, you give it a little party on the way. Exactly. In. That's yeah. all. You know, it just, it mm-hmm. has a nice feeling to it. Like, Oh, welcome home. We're going to give you this. And we're going to give you this, you know, and, and because I always feel like, um, you know, and we all did this as a kid. You know, everything has a spirit. So, you know, you talk to the couch, you talk to the chair, you talk to, you know, oh, the couch mm-hmm. is happy today, you know, stuff like that. So you just, you kind of bring that knowledge back. So, you know, I, I said, look exactly. at this cute little chair. We're going to make it real happy. We're going to sage it. We're going to do this, everything. I'm going to give you a nice little name. I'm going to call you Howard and I'm going to put you in this corner of my room. And then, you know, then every time you sit in that chair, yeah, how are you doing, Howard? You got this nice, happy energy going on. So there's so many ways that you can learn how to navigate this and turn this into a much more positive experience you know and everybody always mm-hmm. think oh you go into spirit and it's a serious thing and you've got to protect yourself and it's like no you got to have a little fun mm-hmm. with this. that's why i kind of like that you brought up the fairies right in the beginning there you know <laughs> yeah. you got that little you know, it's, it's like crazy ass energy you know <laughs> so, yeah yeah no you guys yeah. can play with your fairies i'm not yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't. I, they can stay out in the yard. You know, I got I yes, yeah, yeah. to stay there. They're just not coming in the house. That's all. You know, I got enough. Right. In my house. Yeah. I'm, I'm, 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you, Melissa. Yeah. No, I just, I, I like to watch them playing around in the yard, but that's about <laughs> I just never know if it's them or if it's me. Cause I have so much ADHD that like, if something's moved, I'm like, that was, I probably moved that. That was probably me. Yeah. Well, that's, that's probably the way they're messing with you. <laughs> yeah. Let's make her think she has ADHD. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's been an elaborate, very ploy the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> something like that you know that's it that, well you know if you think about it a lot of things the kids are um probably diagnosed with you know these poor kids are mediums mm-hmm. these poor kids are psychics and you know they just that's not explained you know i um because i had a martial arts school for 17 years and right around the 90s they discovered that oh martial arts is good for kids with adhd because mm-hmm. it you know, keeps them busy right so all of a sudden all of these uh, children with special needs start enrolling in school. And I noticed these kids were all crazy psychic. You know, they, they were mediums. They were, you know, they were clairvoyants. There was just all of this energy going on and not knowing how to deal with it. And thank God I had done it first. You know, I, I had that ability mm-hmm. and I had been signed up as a child. And so I knew, you know, I was just saying, well, you know, learn how to focus this way, learn how to meditate, do this, do this, do this. So, um, so gosh, I've actually been uh, probably working with people even longer than I realized about this stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was, I started in 94 teaching. Yeah. Yeah, I was wow. crazy. I opened my karate school at 22, female at 22 in 1994. That, that's just insane. That's, that's how you know that it's just, you know, anything, you know, if I'm afraid of anything, I should be more afraid of myself than anything. <laughs> you know, it's like, what's this crazy chick going to do now? So one of the things that I also want to know is we're talking about, you know, all of our experiences growing up and going through and learning about our abilities. One of the things that I think everybody is a little bit afraid of is doing a spell that goes wrong. So do you have any experiences with that? I know that sometimes people don't consider any spell to go wrong um, quotes, but just that it's sort of giving you information. So do you even believe a spell could go wrong? And have you ever had a spell go wrong? Uh, I, I don't I don't believe spells can go wrong. Um, I believe the universe has a funny way of showing you things. <laughs> That's the way I choose to look at it. Agreed. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I remember when I first really started practicing magic at, at the time I was waiting tables and bartending and, and trying to be a painter. And I remember I needed to make rent. And so I did this funny spell, God, goddess, you know, universe, whatever it was, I need to make X amount of money to make rent. And, you know, I'd work in shifts, so I'd maybe work like three to four shifts a week. And I just wanted in my mind, I just wanted to make this, this pile of money to pay my rent within these three to four ships. The universe is like, okay, we're going to give you 10 ships in one week. Yep. And at the, ten, <laughs> at the end of the week, after my 10 shifts, mind you, I was working 16 hour days, I had my rent money. So I think if that's what people think are going is going wrong, then maybe that's a spell gone wrong. But at the end of the day, the universe did hand me an opportunity to create the money that I needed uh, at the time. I'm almost embarrassed to share mine because <laughs> the world's dumbest spell to have gone wrong. I didn't even realize it was a spell till after I cast it. 
you know, that, that time of the month and you start craving the chocolate, right? Mm -hmm. Sitting there, right? And I was at work and I just wanted a chocolate covered cherry more than anything. It was just like, if I saw somebody walking by with one, I would have ripped it out of hand, kicked her ass and ran off, you know, so that's <laughs> bad, right? So I'm just sitting there and I start making this little chant in my head just to distract myself. Chocolate covered cherry, come to me. I love you so much, so mote it be. And I'm just doing this over and over again, right? And I came home and uh, my husband, who I we had just moved in together at the time, right? And he had brought me chocolate covered cherries. And I says, oh, this is just what I wanted, right? So I go on, um, I, this, was, this was back when I still updated Facebook and everything. I was like, Oh, I love chocolate covered cherries so much. And my husband, you know, blah, 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 something like that. So of course I come to work. My friend gets me the thing of chocolate covered cherries. Every time I turned around, somebody was buying me these chocolate covered cherries for the next like week. And, and I got so sick of these chocolate covered cherries because I'm one of those who I can't just let it sit there. I got to eat them. Right. Because, you know, it's chocolate covered cherries. You know, so, and, and it just, it was ridiculous. It was like, I couldn't turn it off. And, and, and I just kept getting in my head at one point, I had six boxes of these things and, and I was just, and, and I didn't want to give them away either. Cause you know, when you get your favorite candy, you don't want to give it away. Mm -hmm. You got to eat them all. Okay. So, and, and it, they just kept piling up. And the funny thing is, is that my husband is very good at the law of attraction as well. So he's like this over manifester. He'll start obsessing about something. So he'll want something and we'll end up getting three of them. Like, oh, we could use a table for display for the shop. Then we'll get three of them. Okay. And this is why we end up just keep expanding and everything because we, we over manifest. So that's, that's basically the one thing is that sometimes if you want it really intensely, I think that we, um, we underestimate ourselves and we think that we have to funnel so much energy in it to manifest this thing that we end up over manifesting, you know, and then, mm -hmm. you then you can't turn it off. It's just like, okay. All right. You know, because it's the universe is throwing all this stuff at you and you're trying to oh, slow down, slow down. All right. And, uh, and it was just, that's why it was just, it's the stupidest thing yet. It was kind of enough to show me, you know, just kind of be careful what you ask for. Um, you don't have to force it so much. You just have to be focused enough in the moment and then just let it go. You don't have to be thinking about chocolate covered chair. You know, once you get it, you don't have to continue to obsess on this thing because it's already there. You know, the flow is already moving. Yes. And that's what a spell is really, is it's just that, that focused mm -hmm. thought. <laughs> so, because, um, Man, I, I, I didn't touch chocolate covered cherries for probably about two years after that. And it's like my favorite. See, now I'm telling this and now people are probably going to bring me some. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But th that's okay. Now you can bring them to me now. I'm, I'm cool with them now. Just not to. And, and Melissa, I, I love them too. So I will help yeah, you. Yeah, I'll share them with you. <laughs> now I have more people to share them with. So it's okay. So bring them on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't want you to feel bad. So something similar <laughs> happened to me. Okay, there was good. somebody that I knew that was driving me crazy, like just constantly, like just always wanted to be around. And I was like, God, like, give me like five minutes, like go do something with your other friends. Like, I don't know. So I'm doing laundry and I was just kind of angry. This person had pissed me off and I was just like, ah, oh, can you just leave me alone? So I decided to listen to the Cro-Mags hmm. and I had listened to them forever. Mm. And, um, you know, when like, it's so good, you just put the song on again. Oh yeah. And just yeah. Going to show you no mercy at all. So I'm folding laundry. The song ends and I'm like, oh, that was good. Like now I'm feeling really ramped up. Like I want to tell this person like, leave me alone. So I played it again. 
Uh, and I'm going to say by the end of the second one, I went, whew, I feel really good. And then I went, oh, uh -huh. I didn't do something, did I? <laughs> well, yep. I didn't hear from this person for the longest time. Like we were supposed to talk at one point. I heard it nothing. Is. And I said, you know what? They'll come around eventually. Like, it's fine. But I felt awful. I'm like, I'm a real idiot. Like, what was I doing? I was feeling the energy build up. Yep. And it didn't occur to me that I'm saying this thing over mm -hmm. and over again. And over oh, yeah. And over. Like, mm -hmm. you know. So, <laughs> but now, now that you said that, in my mind, I'm going, so after dinner tonight, I will sit there and just start manifesting pumpkin spice lattes. From there Scotland. you go. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna stick of them, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I want to see if I can get sick of pumpkin spice. Well, you know, there's there's worse spells to manifest. Because, right? You know, it's very chocolate covered cherries, but it was like, Ooh, you know, it's just yeah. okay. You know, it's, I, it's, you know, I'd rather have a ton of them than like, you know, something else I didn't want. So that's fine because we have a tendency, like sometimes we focus on what we don't want and then you get more and more of that. Yeah. yeah. You're focusing on something you wanted. Yeah. So. I think that's a good thing to think about. Um, and it is Halloween is fast approaching. And I know that's not like scary things necessarily, but um, has anything particularly spooky ever happened to you guys on Halloween? I typically, you know, I've kind of made it a tradition where I don't usually leave the house. I mean, I, when I had my son and go trick or treating, um, we would leave the house just because for me, I, I feel the veil is so thin that I feel all the things. I already feel all the things, but I feel like I super feel all the things. And for me, that's not comfortable at all mm -hmm. because I just don't like everybody's got masks on and I sometimes can't differentiate the energy and I'm starting to hear things and people's spirits are out with them as they're out and about and, I feel for Halloween, it's one of, or Samhain, as we call it too, is very difficult for me to turn the volume down on, on this, the noise. Yes. So I typically try to stay isolated, especially in the evening. I, and I said the volume is just too intense for me. Yeah. Um, that's what I've been lucky that since I've moved into this house, it's, it's a little more difficult for me because, you know, I have the shop underneath, we live on the top. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, what if Halloween falls on a weekend or something and I have to be open um, in general, it doesn't like, especially like uh, this year, it's going to be on a Monday night. Okay. That's the night that I do all of the potions for the year that go in all of the ingredients and like say candles mm -hmm. that we make things like that. So I, I, it's kind of like this, this sacred thing. Uh, the other thing we do, though, is um, my husband and I have been doing this probably since we moved into the house is on uh, Halloween, we do a dumb supper. Yes. So, yeah. And that's mm -hmm. the one thing we do because, um, you know, and then we'll invite ancestors to come in and sit at the table with us. And, and that's that's the one thing that we do. Um, we look forward to that every year. We kind of plan that. And then once the dumb supper is over, then I go in, I start doing the potions. And because I'm one of those that's a little OCD in my head, I got to have it done by midnight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> on, on sound it's got to go out you know it's on, that capricorn you know. moon it is i am a capricorn <laughs> moon yeah yeah and that's it. it's like i have to try to, so if we eat dinner at seven 
and we're done by eight, you know, or something like that, then I can start the potion. I can take a break. I'll start the potions at nine. It'll take me exactly three hours. It'll be done at midnight and then it'll come out, you know, so it start at nine, three hours, blah, blah, blah. It goes out. And, you know, of course it goes in. I have this big, you know, like uh, kind of an outdoor altar that it goes on and it sits out there overnight and so on and so forth. So it's, um, it's for, for me, I know Amy, for you, it's like a sacred day. So, yes, you know, you kind of it's it's treated more as um, this is a day for observances. Mm -hmm. so. Exactly. See, I have the biggest problem with Samhain because, mm. you know, I'm also like a, a little goth kid who wants to, you know, watch scary movies. They're all on. Mm -hmm. And then as a teacher, if it's if it's during the weekend, it, it's easy because, you know, I can separate um, DVR, what I, what's coming on if I don't have it already. And like, I can make a weekend out of it so that I can have Samhain just for Samhain. Yes. Um, it's hard when it's like, like you said, this year it's on a Monday. So I teach seniors, which means I'll be in costume. Yes. Um, I'm Lily Munster. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. We have the oh, whole, nice. we have all the monsters, the department, not everybody's department because right. it's a small, you know, set. But um, yeah, so we're the monsters. Um, so I have that to look forward to. Then when I get home, I'm, I'm ready for a nap. And I feel the spiritual part of Samhain is I feel almost gypped from it because mm -hmm. I don't want to take off the next day because I mean, right. you know, but I would love to take off. I'm not going to lie. There have been years where I've taken off where I've just been like, you know what? Like, I want to have the night for me to do what I want to do. Um, and then I'll just take off. I don't do it every year. So yeah, for me, it's, it's so exciting when it's on the weekend, because I feel like I have time for all my sides. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so that I can enjoy the horror and I can enjoy, um, what Sarwin is. So, you know, and that year that it was a full moon on Sarwin, like I thought I was going to lose. Oh, I, I, oh, performed on a wedding on I performed a wedding in my oh, backyard. My God. That was, oh, nice. wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a full moon on Saturday. It was a Saturday too. Yeah, it was yeah. Saturday. There oh. was so much going on. I, I, mm. I, I oh my gosh. back on that. Not you know. I'm glad I did it because the people I married they were they're so close to my heart and everything. But never again, man. You know that was just. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, no, yeah the shop was open all day, and then I just dragged my ass out into the backyard. And the one good thing about Salwin is you know you could put on that black cape and look like. You know, bitch, don't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I, you can get away with that. And it just looks like, you know, oh, that's the aesthetic, you know, even though that I was really feeling that. It's like, I'm doing this wedding and then I'm eating food and I'm going to bed. Like, like, yeah, I, I didn't even, um, that was probably the one year where um, I just, I was not happy trying to make those potions. So the one thing that I did mm. to make myself happy is, Scorpio, what you were talking about. I had uh, in my one little workshop, there's a TV there. So the first thing I did is I put on um, Charlie Brown Halloween. Okay. And then that started, I got a rock, you know, and I was like, yeah, kid, I can relate. Mm -hmm. to this. And then the next thing came on and the next thing came on and, you know, just every movie, you know, Sleepy Hollow, everything, you know, just over and over. And by the end, I was in such a great mood that, you know, it took, but damn, that was a hard, yeah, that was uh, 2020, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, that was rough. Yeah. The one good thing is that I have a lot of moon water from that time. Yes, me too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I made a buttload. That <laughs> I think we all had like gallons of it. Like, oh, yeah. 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 That goes in the potions now. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Absolutely. 
you know, for me though, fall is when I just, you know, I wear, I'll wear anything and everything and every pentagram and everything. And the kids are like, you love Halloween, huh, miss? I'm going, damn right. I love Halloween. You know, it just, it blends. Like (laughs) no one looks at me like I'm weird or anything. Yes. Finally. Advantage of it. Yeah. So like I start now, the kids are like, wow, you get into it. Yeah. I get into it. Like I I have a lot of things I want to wear and I can wear them just like when I go to the um, marketplace, it passed. Mm-hmm. at this point but you know that outfit i i wore it to school the hat and all who cares it's halloween you know so, the kids you know, just think you know i was i was shopping for home decor at michael's oh. at the end of july yes because that's when they yeah. start putting it out now you know it's like right around llamas uh, they start putting everything out right so yeah, yeah, like, yeah yeah okay you know and, and it's, I, I have to walk in with blinders yeah it's hard <laughs> especially for us because it's not just oh it's just for halloween or something no for us it's home decor right so, yeah you know, yeah yeah i know you all relate you know you have this stuff around your house all the time and they get some good stuff you know so i was just, oh this was like, year oh, they had some really good stuff really good stuff oh and that was God, yeah. hard you know, and I kept trying to, I kept trying to tone myself down and then, yeah, that didn't happen, <laughs> but it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> all good. It's a write-off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Did you guys get the Bride of Frankenstein bust the, with the eyes that light up? No. No. I didn't see that one. I didn't okay. see that. See, you got to go back because I they brought her out oh, late. Early. Yeah, that's what it is. I kept, I kept going back because I kept seeing people, you know, code orange all over social media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd run out and my husband was so funny because, you know, I ran in. I literally ran in. I'm like, they say it's here. And then I saw it and I went, I've got it. I've got it. I don't care if I'm yelling in the store. I was just so, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> oh, and, then, and then the people who send you this stuff, like every time somebody sees something, they send it to me. I don't know what store it's in because I'm still looking for this damn thing. Okay. There's this big sign, right? And it says Salem Inn on it, which is welcome. It's this big Ooh. wooden sign. That's okay. got to go on my front porch. I got to find this thing. People keep saying they saw it in TJ Maxx. I have not found this thing. Okay. Home Goods had it. They did. Okay. And they're owned by TJ Maxx. Okay. Oh, yeah. I just went to the wrong place because oh. I spent a day searching for this thing. Yeah. Like one, and I'm, when I'm saying a day, that doesn't sound like much, but I'm talking like from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. I was looking for this thing. The one I saw, like it just, it sits outside. It's huge. Like this wooden. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's, it. that's home goods. That's okay. home goods. Yeah. Well, it looks like that's where I'm going tonight. Don't, don't, don't publish this on the podcast because Melissa needs it. We yes. don't need other people stealing it from her. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, by the time it comes out, I'll have right. had it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they might steal from my front porch. No, no, that ain't gonna happen. No. Yeah, you don't mess with. It. I already have a sign no. hanging up in the shop. You know, it said all shoplifters will be cursed, and it's true. I, have I don't that. care. I have. <laughs> I you don't guys steal have, my stuff. You guys have stores, so now I have to ask this: Are people really dumb enough to steal from witches? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Amy yeah. didn't hesitate. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've had, I've had people coming in and like, I had somebody come when the shop was in the city, we used to be on uh, East 7th between first and a, someone came in and stole my cell phone off the counter. Yeah. I was like, Oh, well, I guess somebody's going to have the rest bad of their life. (laughs) I don't care. Like don't mess with me. Oh, I actually have a kind of, I don't know if I should tell this. I mean, you'll decide if you want to edit it out or not, but it's a little scary. Um, we had, um, we were doing, we were inviting people in for, uh, like a little ritual and it was in 
one of the other rooms, we have two rooms, like as you walk in, the, the shop is to the left and then there's another room to the right. And we were using that room to do like small little moon rituals, right? So we had a line of people in the shop waiting to get in because we were saging them and doing the cleansing as they went in. Well, see, because I have that Capricorn moon and I'm OCD, I have everything counted in the shop and we mm -hmm. had these money wands, okay? And there was this two people who came in late and we just got a weird feeling about them, right? And mm -hmm. they were at the end of the line and after the ritual, and, and they were just kind of milling around back there. And while they were like coming into the ritual, like pictures kept falling off the walls. It was weird, right? And I just, I knew it, I knew it. So after they leave, we realized that where they were milling around, there was this money wand that was missing. It was one of those, it was clear and it, you could see the dollar bill in it and it was missing, right? And nobody had bought it, anything like that. Well, I've, we were waiting like to see if they would come back for another ritual. And we end up finding out that the guy died. Like he got in a car accident like a month later and died. Now I'm not um, saying that that had anything to do with it, but I'm just saying that, you know, um, if you're not, you know, you're putting out a certain type of energy, mm -hmm. sometimes it comes back to smack you in the face. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But just, it was insane. So I was just like, every once in a while, I'll let that story drop when I think somebody is in the shop that might be thinking about lifting something, you know, just every yeah. once in a while, you know, I'm not saying anything had to do with anything, but, you know. Just, you knew a guy who knew a guy. I knew a guy who knew a guy. <laughs> and if, you know, if that story is going to work for me, you know, every once in a while, I'm going to let it drop. So, plus it's a great ghost story around this time of year. Yeah, I like it. It is. The spirit wow. of the guy who lifted the money wand, <laughs> you know, is, is going to make sure you don't lift anything so it doesn't happen to you. Followed <laughs> 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 up with hand wringing diabolical laugh. <laughs> Has anyone ever asked you guys since you again you have shops? Um, do you feel that the requests or the things that people want around Samhain do they seem to get like is there anything ever anything creepy or weird that you normally don't see the rest of the year? Because it seems like everybody is so focused on witches. You people who aren't, I'm not talking about like other witches or things like that. I'm talking about like, you know, just more people would be more likely to say, hey, you know, it'd be really cool to do today. Let's go to the witch shop and get blah, blah, blah. So no. do you ever get anything like really weird or strange or? There's an uptick in people coming in thinking that they are cursed. Yeah. Wow. That. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. A lot of people coming in thinking that they're cursed in some way that would never um, never come into the store otherwise because they're, you know, they're too afraid. Um, but they will come in around that time. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the times it's just that they have a negative mindset and they're creating. <laughs> I hate to break it to them, you know, like, like, yeah, you know, um, but you know, there are things like, like you say, you know, you put some type of energy out there, you know, don't deal with energies that you don't understand. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just a shame because usually it's just, it's a lack of knowledge, a lack of um, research is really mostly what it is. Yeah. I, mean, I yeah, I have, I have to agree with Melissa, like, you know, definitely the uptick in uh, people who think they've been cursed or there's poltergeists in their yes. home. It's like, stop watching weird YouTube videos at 3 a.m. that talk about ghosts and curses because yeah. it's usually they, they yeah. stir up their own energy. Yeah, yeah, because there's no taking those being shown. So. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think predominantly, you know, 
I do a lot of community works and one of them is um, with one of the local cat shelters. And they're, they always tell me that there is an uptick in people trying to get black cats, but people do. Cause I, you know, I have more um, folk magic and more obscure things in, in my shop and black cat bone is one of those things that are um, coveted around this time as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, it should be a warning. If you have a black cat, keep it inside during this time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think that's very important. I mean, uh, most of us witches do have black cats and yeah. I always kept my cats indoors Yeah, during my, that time. My little one likes to walk around in the display window. So oh. I like to have this moving little display, you know, and she fits in because anywhere she sits, she looks perfect in the window. And oh. a lot of people will come in asking for the little black cat. And I won't let her in the shop. You know, if I, if somebody asks for her, I try to get her out of there. You know, she just walks up and walks out to somebody. That's a different story. But, you know, I will have people actually coming in that have just seen her on, like, I, I mean, if I have a picture on social media and they'll come in asking for that cat, which I think is a little odd. Okay. So mm-hmm. when that starts to happen, I'm just, I'm, I'm always a little reticent about that, but yeah, the, the black cat thing, that's a, that's a huge thing. Um, didn't they start something where um, October is a black cat awareness month or something? Isn't there something like that? I think so. I, oh. I know, I know the shelters, at least, you know, some of the, the shelters yeah. that I've worked with in the past, mm-hmm. they, they, they will not adopt out. Yeah. Cats during the happen. month. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's why um, I would say if, if anything, it's like um, more important to make a donation to a shelter at that time, because yes. adopting those cats out. So um, show some, you know, show some a little extra care for them because um, they don't get adopted out easily anyway. Yeah. It's and, very, very true. Yeah. And then on top of it, there's, there's that stigma. So yeah, that's, I w- that's why we need to create more witches to adopt more black cats and then all have homes. Absolutely. <laughs> No, I didn't even know about that. That people did that with black cat bones. So mm. I think it's a really good thing to have people who don't know. Just be aware if you see people That's doing it. something weird around black cats, like say mm. something, do something. Like you know, yeah. it's awful. Yeah, no, it's it's just it's honestly it's just so many people not understanding a lot of this, and then unfortunately they think that it's something negative, so they don't want to understand mm. about it. So you're kind of pushing against a um, kind of a societal thing that has happened that is not accurate, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's a little unfortunate. Like, for example, you know, my, my house is purple, okay, because, you know, I, hey, I'm going to let the world know. And <laughs> there are people who I, I will sit there in the window and I'll watch. They're afraid to walk past the house <laughs> on the sidewalk. <laughs> they will cross the house just so they don't have to walk past it. However, this is this is how I know. Okay. However, if they're walking a dog, every single dog tries to go up the front steps. Every single mm-hmm. dog. So I know I'm doing something right because every dog, any animal wants to come in. Little kids want to come in. It's the adults who don't understand. So, yeah. but the animals and the children, you know, little kids are reading the energy. You know, little kids want to see the Zoltar on the front porch, but the dogs just want to come in. So. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that, you know, people, the very thing that would help you to understand is what you're pushing away. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, it's funny you say that, Melissa. Like when we were on East 7th Street, it would be the same thing. Like people would literally 
across the street walk on the other side to be away or they would just like quickly 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 shuffle by like don't look don't look don't look don't look look." (laughs) yeah like they're they're gonna pick up which air or something like you know what are they gonna you know which dust on the sidewalk oh my god and then your head's gonna start spinning around and you're gonna see spirits yeah right you've got witchy cooties all over (laughs) now you can't go to church you know or something it's just silly it's but look you never know because i remember the store on seventh street and i remember for me it was like how much money do I have on me? Don't even look. Don't even look <laughs> because you can't spare yeah. it right now. Cross the street. Don't even yep. walk. Too late. You walk past. Now you're going in. All right. Now you can't eat because oh. you're going to buy something. So you get that scent of Nag Shampa. Yeah. It's all over, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dead in the water. You know. I mean, I mean, but who can resist glittering candles? Who oh, can? Yeah. <laughs> even if you think you don't need them, you need them. You need them. You do. Honest. You do. Let's be honest. You know, you're always going to need one. You know, there's always something. <laughs> is it close to the beginning of the month? Oh, prosperity time. Okay. Is it this? Is it that? You know, what's going on? You know, oh, you woke up, you have a hard time sleeping? Well, guess what? You know, <laughs> witch cooties. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what glitter is. It's witch cooties. Witch cooties. Because <laughs> it never goes away. <laughs> you, know, you find glitter forever. Ever. <laughs> oh my god, this has been so much fun. Um, but I think we're getting close to the end. I would say. Yeah. So the first thing I want to say is just thank you both. I knew this was going to be fun. I knew that I just I just always love talking to the two of you, and I feel like it takes too long to ever talk to the two of you. To, you know, in between times, yeah. uh, it's got to be closer than that because you're both great. And oh, thank really you. Want, you guys are too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And we want everybody to, if you're not in the lower Hudson Valley, go online, right? Both places have an online presence. We've put it on Instagram. We will put it on there again. You know, I think the hardest part about buying a candle from Amy is they're gorgeous. Mm. So you have to burn it for it, <laughs> but you don't that's want to how burn it. Works. it. Yeah, that's how it works. But you look at it and you go, ah, oh, I like it when I get a candle from you and the instructions are clear. You can't burn it until a week from now. And I go, good. I got a week to look at it right. before it goes away. <laughs> um, you know, well, you never buy just one though. That's what helps. So even if one's burning, you're looking at the other one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I've found is I always buy two in a shot. There you go. So before we go, though, I would like you guys to tell people how to stalk you. Tell us what is coming up. Um, what can people look for both, you know, in person um, and online if they're not able to get down here? So. Oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, Otherworldly Waxes, you can find me at otherworldlywaxes.com. I'm also on Facebook, Otherworldly Waxes and Instagram, uh, Otherworldly Waxes. Uh, I have events coming up. I think I have a handful of events coming up and you can always find my event listings uh, where I will be vending uh, located on my website. And it's usually on the first page or under events and classes. Uh, I am hoping starting this fall to get back into my Monday morning magical musings just to talk about different ways to uh, practice magic, the way uh, to be beneficial, little tips and tricks, things along that line. But you can find all my events and classes on my website, Otherworldly Waxes. Okay, and um, I am on mylightclub.com. We have two locations. There's one in Sugarloaf and our new location in Warwick. 
So um, you can find us, of course, you know, uh, anything that we offer in the shops, we also offer online. You can shop online. And we also have our classes both in person and online. Up until the end of um, October, until Samhain, we have open enrollment for our year and a day course. And there is an intro course that is being offered just to give you an idea of that. But, you know, we're always offering classes, activities, products, you know, you just kind of come in for a good time, you know, just to get a little bit of that light and share it with everybody else. So that's it. Awesome. And of course, on Thursdays at 12.05 on WTBQ. Now the uh, year and a day course, is yeah. that also offered online or just? Yes, um, that's, that's what, if you enroll for that, you always have the option of both taking it um, in person or online. The classes are live on a certain day, but even if you cannot make that time, you're given like an online module. You can watch the class as many times as you want. Um, you have access to all the notes, so you can do it in your own time. Now, just the reason I have the open enrollment is because I like to start it at the beginning of the sow and the new year. So right. we're moving in, in with the seasons. So we're studying it at the appropriate times. So I only open it once a year. So, um, you know, I'm really excited about this new year that's coming and any new students that come aboard. Okay. So you guys heard this. I know that we get questions all the time from people. Where can I go to start? I'm not really sure. And, you know, we always tell you guys be safe. You know, we don't know who you're looking up. You just heard it. My, my light club, you can go on there. Um, either one of these two witches are just amazing to learn from. Um, so I have been to some of the um, ceremonies, the, 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 the seasonal ones that you have, that you invite yes. the public and, you yes. know, they're wonderful. You know, you should definitely check that out. Um, Amy also has wonderful classes. I mean, that incense class, which just blew me away. Oh, so, yeah. Right. So, you know, seriously, um, get online if you if you're not you know in New York and if you're thinking of coming to New York then you want to check them out because they're amazing. Yes. So, all right. So I just want to thank you guys one last time. I hope you both have a blessed Samhain. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Blessed blessed Samhain. Thank you to Conwin Moore for our intro and outro music that we love so much. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us. <laughs>